Psalm 100, beginning with verse 1, says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. We're about to do that. Doesn't matter what your singing voice sounds like, you're here to make a joyful noise. Serve the Lord with gladness. Into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pastor. It's good you are. It's good to know whose you are. It's good to know who you are, but it also is good to know whose you are. Because whose you are defines who you are. Wow, that could make a t-shirt. Verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. How many of you are thankful that you made it through 2019? Yes. If you have nothing else to be thankful, you survived it. That's, you know, that's huge. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. Say with me, the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And his faithfulness to all generations. Turn to somebody older than you and say, The Lord is good. somebody younger and say to all generations. Father, we thank you that you are good and we thank you, Lord, that we're here called by your name. And we thank you, Father, that we can worship you and we can rejoice in you and that your name be glorified today in Jesus' name. And everybody said...
this world that is shaken, Lord, you are the firm foundation. of a story that she was sharing um, this is probably a story from the same village where what Jamie was talking about where they went on a mission trip and uh, the, the story goes basically that there was a revival in this village and American missionaries came over and um, hundreds of people got baptized filled with the Holy Ghost shouting for joy running around and actually let, I'm sorry let me go back before that before this all happened there was two Baptist missionaries who came to the same village preached the word of the God to everyone and two people got saved baptized and then months later the American mission team came preached the gospel prayed over people Holy Spirit whole nine yards everybody was shouting for joy and it was a revival that started and then uh, years later the missionaries went back to the church that they planted to look at it and you know what they found there were two people sitting in that church those were the two people who got saved into the Word of God they didn't get saved into a feeling or an emotion it wasn't an emotional hype they got saved into the Word of God if you can put that bridge up Kairos uh, where I will build my life on your love you see that bridge and I, I love that bridge but I I also think about when it says build your life build my life on his love well how do we know that God loves us by the Word of God he is love he is the Word and we know from the parable that Jesus shared with us what is the sure foundation what is the firm foundation it's the Word of God if you put your trust not in an emotion not in a feeling but you build your life on the word of God what he says about who you are then that is a sure foundation and you will not be shaken by circumstances you will not be shaken by your emotions if you put your trust in him in his word what he says you will not be shaken Sunday of the new year and uh, we always receive communion on the first Sunday and so we're gonna we're gonna redo that now I, I wanted the kids in with us uh, for communion this morning and so if the ushers come forward you know Jesus came on purpose and he died on purpose it wasn't an accident it was a plan that God had set forth 4,000 years before. God was never without a plan. God was never, his, his, his back was never against the wall. He was never surprised. He was never, his strategy was never in, in 
concern, in question. The moment Adam and Eve confessed what they did, God said to them, I'm sending a Redeemer. Now it took 4,000 years for it to happen. And some people think that's, that's too long. But it says in the fullness of time, in the fullness of time, what that actually means is that at exactly the right time, Christ died for us. We don't always understand timing. We don't always understand circumstances. We always think it should be different than what seems to be happening. But the truth is, that God is good. And His answer is complete. It says that on the night that He was betrayed, Jesus took the bread and He broke it. And He said, this is my body broken for you. Now the first time that that had been broken, was some 2,000 plus years before. Where at? Passover. At the Passover, when the death angel was going to come and destroy every firstborn in Egypt and in Israel, if they wouldn't have made precaution, he said, you're going to, you're going to have a meal. And in this meal... I want you to take bread and I want you to break it. And they did that for a few thousand years as ceremony and as remembrance of what God did at Passover. But on a Passover, thousands of years later, Jesus took that same bread and he said, as he broke it, he said, this is my body broken for you as often as you do this do it in remembrance of me he fulfilled that ceremony he fulfilled that tradition with his own body and at the end of the meal he took the cup because at the end of the meal they took a cup or every Passover. And as he got ready to drink that cup, he said, this cup is the blood of the new covenant. God had made a deal with the Israelites thousands of years earlier in Egypt that the death angel wasn't going to touch their home. They weren't going to be destroyed along with the Egyptians. That they had favor on them. And he sealed it with the blood of a lamb. That same deal is for us. We will never die spiritually if you're born again. Every promise and blessing that God agreed to with the Jews, he's agreed with you and I. 
And we even have a better covenant because that blood only has to be shed once. It only had to be shed once. And that was at Calvary. So this morning as we partake of communion together, Jesus said, as often as you do this, remember me. Remember what he did. Thank him for it this morning. Worship him this morning through this act of communion. Please stand with me. Father, we do thank you that every promise is ours. Thank you, Father, for the redemption of our lives through, the, through your blood at Calvary. Thank you, Lord God, for Jesus and his obedience. Thank you that you, even in our sin, you loved us and Christ died for us. All of these things today, Lord, we remember as we receive communion together. We remember Jesus. Please come forward. overcome for the lamb has overcome for the lamb has overcome what has he overcome Whoop. real yell it really loud death he's overcome death why how do you know that huh because the Bible says so right what else has he overcome Sickness, disease, poverty, anxiety, depression. Poverty. Fear. Worry, the curse. Shame. This side's doing great. This side. <laughs> Cancer. Yes. Doubt. Now's a good time to shout out whatever one you're, you know, you just want to make sure that you pro publicly proclaim that he's, he's had complete. God. Jesus has overcome drips in my house. Amen. <laughs> you think, well, that's not a big deal. Oh, try to live with it for five, seven days. Just so you know, it's been found. It has been found. It has been dealt with. You might think, well, that's not, well, that's not a big thing. No, he's overcome it all. Whatever's, whatever it is that is trying to steal your joy, whatever is trying to lift its name above the name of Jesus Christ, doesn't matter how big or how small, doesn't matter how significant or incident, He has overcome it all. Anything that tries to steal from you, 
steal your time, steal your health, take your focus off of the goodness of God. He's overcome that. But we have to believe it in the situation. Because in the situation, that's the hardest time. In that moment, in that moment, it's trying to take your gaze, your focus off of the answer. And the answer is Jesus. The answer is the Lordship of Jesus Christ. The, the answer is His anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage. There's nothing that's too insignificant. Every sickness, every disease, every ailment, every malady, every, every, every area of lack is significant to Him. Because He created you in His image to live in His image. And He doesn't want you in lack. He doesn't want you suffering. He doesn't want you in pain. He doesn't want you wasting. Well, but we live in a fallen world. Right, but He's overcome the world. So why don't we all walk in it? Why don't why doesn't every Christian just automatically, if God is, if God, is God and, he's, and He took care of it, why do people still struggle with the things of this earth? Free will, lack of faith, yes. Lack of knowledge. God says my people perish for lack of knowledge. You just didn't even know that that's possible. I didn't know it was possible to not walk in sickness. I didn't know it was possible. I didn't know it was possible to, to not have to suffer the attacks of the devil. I didn't know I had to fight. You know, there are, you know, just because you say no doesn't mean the devil has to stop. It's, the Bible says resist him, and that resist is an, is an active. No, 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 no. Well, I'm not just going to ignore. You know, it doesn't say ignore the devil and he'll flee from you. It says resist the devil and he will flee from you. How do you resist him? With the word of God. With the word of God. So last week we talked about 2019 being the best year of your life. And I'll just be honest with you, I got some pushback on that. Thank you all for your emails and texts. Oh, really? Best year of my life, huh? Oh, great. I think one person actually thought it meant it will be the, will be the best year of your whole entire life. That freaked them out, okay? That isn't what I was saying. Pastor Karen, do you want the kids to go? Kids, you're released if you so desire. But I didn't say that 2019 will be the best year of your life. I just said it was the best year of your life up till that point. What's 2020 going to be like? Thank you, thank you, that's right. You see where I'm going here. 
2020 is going to be a good year. 2020 is going to be a wonderful year. 2020 is going to be a powerful year. It's going to be a blessed year. It's going to be an anointed year. It's going to be a year of progress and and forward movement. 2020 is going to be a year where the kingdom of God is, is expanded here in our lives, here in this community, here in this region, this valley, and throughout the world. Watch what God does. 2020 is going to be the best year you'll ever experience this up till this date. 2021 is going to be even better. Now, that's not just one of those, oh, are you, are you one of those positive confession guys? That's what the Bible says. Jesus said, Jesus said it, you know, it wasn't just anybody who said it, Jesus said it. He said, speak unto the mountain. Tell it, be thou removed. You speak to that mountain, you tell it to be removed, and it will be cast into the sea if you believe and do not doubt. There are conditions to this. It's what Jesus did. Jesus walked by faith. God walked by faith. What do you mean God walked? Does God have to walk by faith? Did God walk by faith? Yes, He walked by faith. Of course He did. He says He spoke and the light became. He doesn't, he doesn't put any condition on us. He doesn't put any, there is no spiritual law that we have to live by that He doesn't. says, my righteous one will live by faith. He was talking about Jesus. And he was talking about you. And me. We all walk by faith. Twenty twenty is going to be the best year of your life. Turn to the person next to you and say, twenty twenty is going to be the best year of your life. Now here's going to be the fun one. Look directly into their eyes. Deeply into their eyes. And say, 2020 is going to be the best year of my life. We've got to say this stuff. We've got to speak it out. Well, if I speak it out, and what if it's not? And do not doubt. That's where the do not doubt part comes in. Well, I don't know if I have enough faith. We can solve that. How do you get more faith? The Word. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. If you don't have enough faith, get more faith. (laughs) Oh, this is going to be a fun year. I can feel it already. Why? Because we're we're stretching. We're getting, you know, you're so much further than you were a year ago. But we're not there yet. I'm so much further. My life has changed so much in a year. But it's going to change even more. Why? Because I'm starting to get even some more of this stuff that's like, man, we can live this way all the time. 
We can live like this. We can live in a, in a constant state of the blessing of God. <laughs> Do you believe that? Have you ever seen it before? Exactly. As I can feel the slight pushback because, well, but it's never happened before. One of my favorite movie lines, you say it's impossible because it's never been done. But it has been done. Who did it? Jesus. Now, let's get real. Did Jesus have the fullness of the Spirit of God on Him? Okay. Did Jesus understand the Word as the best of anyone who's ever lived? Did Jesus live a perfect life? Was His life easy? Some people think to have a perfect life, it has to be easy. But we live behind enemy lines. We live behind enemy lines. If you don't believe it, just turn the news on for about 30 seconds. Don't, no longer than that, please. Just don't, don't subject yourself to it. Lies. Deceit. Hate. I mean, it just oozes. So, living in a constant state of the blessing of God does not mean it's always going to be easy. There will be days when you have to fight. And fight takes effort, and fight takes aggression, and fight gets messy. The great philosopher Mike Tyson. Huh? Once said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. But that's reality. Satan's trying to destroy you. He's trying to kill you, destroy you. He's trying to take you out. He's trying to take your family out. He's trying to take it. This year is not going to be any different. So what do we do? We've learned to fight. We, 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 we're, we've been learning to fight, so now we fight. Whatever the report is, the first thing you fight is fear and doubt. You fight it. How do you fight it? No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust in God. I'm going to trust in the Word of God. I'm going to believe what He said, every bit of it. I am going to stand on it. I am not going to give an inch. We are not holding up. We're not backing up. I will not quit. But the circumstance didn't change. I don't care. It will. Watch. Watch it change. Because the Word of God is not powerless. It is not, his arm is not too short. His Word shall accomplish everything He set it forth to do. Everything. To the complete and utter ruin of Satan's plan. Yeah, but, but, the, but He said. I don't care what He said. He's a liar. 
How do we know this year is going to be blessed? How do we know this year is going to be the best year ever? I'm guaranteeing you there's going to be stuff happen this year for you. You're just going to like, wow, glory to God. Look what the Lord has done. How do we know that? Jeremiah 29.11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Declares the Lord. He says, He knows the plans that He has for you, and He's declaring it. It wasn't just anybody. It was Him saying, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare, and we're not talking about, well, you're going on welfare. Hello? Just, let's work out the, the, you know, the, the, the wording of this. Means to prosper you, to bless you. Plans for welfare and not for evil. How do I know 2020 is going to be the best year ever? Because he doesn't plan evil for me. He never has, he never will, he doesn't plan evil for anybody. And if any, any church, any preacher, any Christian tells you sometimes God does bad things to people to teach them stuff, they're liars. God does not do anything bad. He does everything to bless you. He says, plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. Everything He does is to bless you. So how come bad things happen? Where does that come from? The enemy. He comes to... All this stuff is Bible. I'm not, you know, you, you've heard it a billion times, but we need to hear it over and over again. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And because 2020 will not be void of opportunity. But if we're, if we're aware ahead of time, you know, for many years, I've used a lot of examples. I, I've taught Self-defense. I teach a self, I t- have taught a self-defense. Actually, just to tell everybody, I sold the business. Just so you know, I sold the business. But I can still help out and stuff. Little, getting a little busy here in the valley. Getting a little busy with the churches. But when I taught self-defense, one of the most important things you can ever teach somebody is situational awareness. Being aware of your surroundings. Looking around the room. Keeping an eye on the ones you got to watch out for. Being aware that stuff can happen. We're not ignorant of His devices. We're not ignorant that as these bodies get older, that stuff starts happening to them. But the Bible doesn't say, well, you know, you're going to get older and stuff's going to start happening and you just got to put up with it. No, it doesn't say that anywhere. It doesn't say that. It says, my strength will be renewed as the eagle. I will get stronger. Unless I don't believe it. Well, you have to die someday. Yeah, you do. You will die. Every person will die someday. Unless Jesus comes back. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that one. 
But we're not talking about that. We're just talking about how you die. You know, it's possible to just sit down one day and step over into glory. I want to go that way. I choose to go that way. My job's done here. Walk right over. See you guys. See you soon. Not a lingering, suffering, painful, debilitating, blah, 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 blah. He knows the plans He has for us. Plans to bless us. Give us a future and a hope. It says, then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes. Amen. Amen. Oh, now we're talking money, aren't we? Oh, great. Now you're going over the deep end. It's right there. He wants you blessed. Why? Because He wants the kingdom blessed. He wants the gospel financed. Money is not evil. Money is not evil. Money is not evil. What it gets used for can be evil. When you use it for the, the blessings of God, for, for, you, for enjoying the blessings of God, it's not evil. It's just money. Now, if, I, if you spend all of your time and all of your energy and all your thoughts about money, 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 well, okay, you're going to get weird. I'm going to tell you, you're just going to get weird. But he says, he shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. I just, I'm believing he's going to supply my needs. Everything I need this year is supplied for. I don't even, he says, you don't even have to strive after it. That's what the heathens do. Don't strive after it. Just know that he's going to supply it for you. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all your, all these things will be added onto you. We have all the money we need to build that, to finish that building. That building is going to get finished in 2020. That was, that, was, that was pretty confident. That sounded not too bad. Let's try that again. Just, you know, just for to make sure I'm in the right place. That building's going to get done in 2020. Thank you. Thank you. Who are you? Yeah. Who are you? Who are you? Because, because that's a very, well, you know, she, did you hear what she said? Because you know, I said, well, how come, you know, get, come on, let's get behind. She goes, well, we're Scandinavians. What do you expect? Or a bunch of Scandinavians. What do you expect? But who are we? Are we Scandinavians? We're more than conquerors. We're the child of the king. We are, you know, one of the things that we dealt with in, uh, in Hungary and Romania, and one of the things that would, you know, whenever, whenever it would get tough and, and, we, and you'd bump up against something, they'd say, well, you know, we're gypsy. It finally took one day. One, I remember Dan, Dan Lewis, one of, the, one of the, the leaders said, well, you know, they're gypsies. And he goes, stop saying that. Your identity is not gypsy. You're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. You're a Christian. 
stop giving an excuse to wrong thinking. It is not because you're a gypsy. It's not because you're a Scandinavian. It's not because you're a Molnar. It's not because I'm a Neetzel. It's not because, it's, none of this is because, it's because I'm, I am the son of the living God. And because I'm the son of the living God, I get to say this stuff. I get to live this stuff. I get to walk in this stuff. Go with me to Romans. Romans chapter 8. And I'm not picking on you. Because you, we're, we're, we're all thinking the same thing. We're all thinking. You're tough. I know. That's why I can... Go ahead and try. I'll swing over your head. <laughs> Romans 8, 31. It says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is our Father... If God, if the, if the God of all creation is our Father, if our God has promised us everything we need for life and godliness, if this is our God and He is our God and we're in Him, who could stand against us? Nobody. No lie. No deception. No government. No... He, verse 32, He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, who will He not also with Him graciously give us all things? Man, we, we always hedge. We always, human beings hedge all the time. All things will accept. All things but. We, we, we're, we're so conditioned. We've lived in this world for so long. We've been hit so many times. We've been, our feet have been swept out from underneath us so many times. Charlie Brown. I don't, I mean, I used to watch that show and go, my gosh, man, stop trying to kick the ball. You know what she's going to do. But then we as, we as human beings, as Christians, we, get, we end up doing the same thing. Well, why even try? Because every time I've ever tried to step out in faith, or my Aunt Lulu stepped out in faith once, and she died. And... My uncle Francois. I'm trying to pick names that aren't in the room here. As far as any Francois, all right. My uncle Francois, he was sick, and we all prayed for him. Everybody, even the pastor, prayed for him, and he died. Why try? Why try? Had an interesting question yesterday. We had the DCPI class here. And we were talking about planting churches. We were, it was the class. We were going through strategies and the idea of why we plant churches. Somebody raised their hand. They said, what is, what is the uh, mortality rate of church plantings, of a new church plant? What do you think? How many out of 10 church plants that get planted in the world today, 
how many of them will fail? What do you think? 30%. 30% fail. You're going, that's not bad. Well, it's not good. It's not bad. Why do they fail? There's a lot of reasons why they fail. We talked about that for a while. And then they asked me one more question, and I was so glad they asked that question. So if you planted a church that failed, would you plant another one? The odds go up, yes. But it's that whole idea that we've done this for so long, and we've, we've failed, and we tried it, we failed, and we tried it, and we failed. Why don't we do some things that, why don't we take chances in the, in the, in the spiritual world? Because, well, we've done it before and it didn't work, so I, I don't want to make a fool out of myself. I don't want to get hurt. I don't want my, I don't want my children to see God fail. Now, I know nobody says that. When are we going to know God so deeply that every time He says to take a step upward, we just do it? This year, we're going to do it more. This year, we're going to do it more. We're going to do it more than we did last year. We will take more ground this year than we did last year. We're going to take more ground this decade than we have in all the decades and previous. Watch what God does. Watch what He does. We have a goal to plant, to have 24 churches by 2027. 20, a network of 24 churches by 2027. Somebody do the math. I already did, but I just want to check my math. How many years is that from now? Just checking. Just want to make sure. How many years do we have to do it in, though? Thank you, Jason, the engineer. How many is it, Jason? Yes, it is. I know. You got to do the math. Got to work it through. What you do is you start out with zero. Because zero actually, 2020, 2021, 2022, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. Ah, see? Yeah. Well, within the year of 2027. Wow. That's still crazy. It's still crazy. No matter what date you put on it. But all things are possible through Him. Through Him. He's going to do this. He's doing it. He's done it up till now. He's going to do it the rest of the way. Ushers, get ready to receive.
Thank you for your giving over the last... Math. <laughs> so I've been, been the senior pastor here now since December of 2002. So this year is my 18th year. I've been, I've been in the church here for 20 years. Yeah, 2002. Senior pastor since 2002. Thank you for faithfulness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your faith. Let's look what the Lord has done. God is so good. He is so good to us. And He will always be good to us.